Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Well, you're a fan of the era. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks. Which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Don't try it till you had it. This is episode 105 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your hosts. Joining me each week are... Stephen Wojtowicz, and apparently you have to get right up on the microphone when you talk to this week. John Morant, Revolutionary War Era. Oh, I can't stop that one. Nick Loretta. Oh, what Why do you have a civil war? Is that a pirate sword? What is the that? the weapon that I have. You can't show that on the screen. You'll get oh, suspended. Do you have a permit for that, sir? Luckily, I don't, luckily we don't have a, a, a video feed. And unfortunately, he's not at the strip club. Yeah, that's true. What can I do with my sword at the strip club? Whack, whack. Put your finger in your ass. <laughs> we love you, Paul. We know you're listening. Uh, God, I miss those guys. <laughs> they would never listen to this. <laughs> never in a billion years would they even stumble upon this. Yeah, no. <laughs> Ever. All right, so... um what do you guys think of the uh, the competition in, in the NHL? Do you think teams have the enough talent, or do you think it's watered down a little bit? I think it's pretty good right now. I think, I think the talent's getting amazing. Yeah. I mean, what would you think if the NHL put two additional teams in the NHL? What's crazy about it is how competitive expansion teams are, how quickly. Well, the expansion draft certainly helps that. And in this day and age with the salary cap, you're going to lose players that you don't necessarily want to lose, which, you know, you get really good players in there. Even more so if you're doing two teams drafting at the same time. Like, say they come in at in the same year. Ooh, that, that could water down the expansion. Well, would teams be would teams double? The now you got to double how many people you make available. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Oof. That could be really good and really bad to certainly get te- players with uh, contracts that you don't want anymore off your books for sure. Um, and it would help those expansion teams get to the, get to the floor. Get, but and get competitive quickly. There had been reports uh, on the Twitter um, from John Butchergrass and then uh, retweeted by Kevin Weeks about NHL franchises in Atlanta and Houston. Didn't we already try the Atlanta thing? Is didn't we Twice. do that? Twice. Twice. Right. Fuck Atlanta already. They don't get a team. I mean, well, come on. The what what is different from Atlanta and is that they moved from the downtown area into the northwest suburb Marietta up in Buckhead. Uh, they moved the Braves there anyway. Uh, and this is where I would how I would have to imagine that they would build some complex for this expansion team. Uh, up there, it is quite beautiful, uh, quite wealthy, and just full of bars and restaurants and a whole complex. And it's probably not out of the way uh, for people going to games and, and trying to get and do downtown traffic, which could be nuts. So if they put it up in that northwest suburb in the Buckhead area of Atlanta, I think it kind of changes the dynamic. And I think people would go to there. Um, Houston, I don't, did, did Houston ever have an NHL team or is it just always the arrows? 
eras, man. I don't think they had an NHL no. team. No, they never had an NHL team. Um, why these two cities, though? Why these two cities in particular over, say, a city in Canada? Well, that hockey's good there. They want clearly want the south, the south, uh, southern U.S. states to have more hockey teams because. You know, we need more teams. I mean, look, Texas is a pretty big state, and they have two football teams, two one baseball one. team, two baseball teams, two, ba- two baseball, two baseball, yeah. yeah, Astros, and the Rangers. Team? Oh yeah, Texas Rangers. Yeah, 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 and one basketball team, two basketball teams, San two Antonio. basketball teams, Dallas Mavericks yeah. and San Antonio Spurs. Oh right, three I'm sorry. Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets. Oh, and the Houston. Houston Rockets. Rockets. I apologize. We wow, suck yeah, at, yeah, yeah. We just so suck at we basketball. Yeah. Have... Well, we can't answer basketball questions. Okay. Not. <laughs> That's not fair. So, can you call a little input on the basketball? <laughs> <laughs> Stick your finger in the ass. <laughs> so, I mean, they definitely can support more teams. I feel like they definitely can. Um, Atlanta, obviously, there's, I was reading about this one a little bit, and kind of the reasoning people keep saying that, you know, that they should get another one is that the ownership in the previous two were really really shitty and i mean i'm, I'm not gonna argue with the last worse than dolan <laughs> well i mean you know they didn't support the the superstar players they had they had legit superstar players there oh um, yeah they had kovalchuk and kovalchuk and he and traded before he before he you know killed his his teammate um then they had marion hosted too and they got yeah, hosted yeah. in this 100-point season. And they had Mark Savard. I mean, they had some serious players and you know, in their prime, and Kovalchuk specifically. But nevertheless, like they 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 just it just didn't work out there. And that team obviously fell apart, branches fell apart. But I guess maybe they're looking to if you look at alignment, maybe they're thinking of trying to get you know more teams there so they can have you know a separate set of uh uh, teams in the, like uh, divisions in the south in the, in the east you have different teams obviously but I, even if you go to two more teams that's still 34 teams that's not like a the right number 36 teams would make it six six teams in each division three divisions for two conferences and that would make sense i don't really understand the, the why you'd go any like it seems like 32 is the right number for now it doesn't really seem like a real make a lot of sense unless it's just hey we just got two teams and uh, we got what a billion dollars per team. What was the buy-in to the league? You guys remember? I don't. Something I, crazy. It was it was a couple of hundred million dollars. One million dollars, yeah. Like expansion team, they can just continually push that up. Or, or more what, no, was it a hundred? Was it a couple hundred? Or was it thirty million dollars? Mm-mm. I mean, it wasn't that low. Thirty. It was. Yeah. It was a lot of money. I thought it was yeah. like three hundred mil or something. Uh, HL. So are 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 they going to? have expansion teams go there and build new teams from the, from the bottom up, or are they going to have teams relocate there? Well, no, if you, if you have teams relocate there, you kind of defeat the purpose, especially if you're taking, so Houston and Atlanta, the thing they have going for them is they're both top 10 TV markets. Ah. And, and to not have a team in the, in one of the top 10 markets is (sighs) you're just cut, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Wow, I wasn't even thinking that. So New York, take, New York, New York is number one. L.A. two, Chicago, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, Boston, Atlanta, D.C., and Houston are your top ten TV markets as of last year, twenty twenty two. 
So that's two of 10, right? That's the two of the 10. The, the two that are missing, yes. And if you take a team from somewhere else, you're just taking a product out of a market that maybe not maybe it's not as big, but just moving it to a bigger market. Who who what what franchise out there is primed to relocate? Who Arizona. Is Arizona. 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 Phoenix is the number twelve TV market in the United States as of last year. They're not going anywhere. Talk about bad ownership, though. But that's yeah. Well, that's that's a totally the totally different yeah. story. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's the one. The problem is of, these but... these people their refusal to sell the team to somebody who would keep them there versus selling the team to an owner in a different state that that specifically has the intention of moving the team so, so in, in, in any league in any league how many teams is enough teams well that's what i was trying to get with the watered down talent sometimes when you when you expand too much the league gets a little bit watered down with the talent um and the product becomes kind of like baseball unwatchable right but I, I don't know if we've seen that in, in hockey. I, I think I don't think no. it no. right. no. it's, it's not I think happen, said it right. I think the 32 teams and the way everything is laid out right now is the perfect amount of teams. I like, yeah, I like 32 teams. I, I like the number. I like I, I just don't want to have I mean, if you have like 36 more teams, I mean, like how it's so hard to, to be relevant in, in just so many teams out there. But as far as talent goes, the, I don't think we're going to see any problem with the talent. Like yeah. I've touched on this before, but like, you know, when, when we grew up, how many players were from our, our home state of New Jersey, right? Like Jim Dowd was on that Stanley cup team. That was like big news. Cause he was a Jersey guy. Now right. Jersey kids are popping up all over the league. Like the, the development of young players across the world, these players are so good <laughs> that there's a ton of talent. That's not in the NHL right now. I, I don't have a, I don't have a talent concern. But I just have just how many teams do we really want kind of concern. Yeah. Of the, yeah. Of the eight Canadian markets or the seven Canadian markets, um, Quebec City would be the place um, that would be in the top 10 of, of TV markets in Canada that does not have an NHL franchise. Uh, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Ottawa, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, and Winnipeg all have that. What makes th- – does the – 10th best TV market in the U.S. outclass the seventh top TV market in Canada? No, no, but it's too remote. It's just they just don't want to go that far into into the reaches of, of the, but, of the but, great. But Europe. Billy, if you put a, a team in Quebec, you're guaranteed sold out crowds every single night. You're guaranteeing yourself tons of merchandise being sold not just in the first year but in years and years to come with houston and atlanta i don't know that you're actually guaranteeing yourself that no i really? i 100 agree with that i me personally that's the first place i want to see another team is quebec city uh but i just think i think that the, the fact that they have not addressed that done that for so long when it's been such a prime market for for all this time I, I just think it's I can only imagine that it's because it's too remote and they and they don't want they don't want to have to take trips all the way up there. Like, you know, I mean, Edmonton's already too far away. I don't, I don't think they like that franchise very much. The NHL it won't go away, but I just don't think they want to go all the way up there. You can make the argument that Vancouver's too fucking far away. I mean, right? it's basically next to Seattle and it's basically right, right. above 
you know, it, like, it's 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 a reason right. why you would never see teams in Atlanta, in Alaska, Hawaii, in those remote locations. You're never going to see that. You know, even with the N, you have to be NFL big to even think about putting a team in like London, about displacing a Florida team and putting them in London. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would you have to be, and the NHL is not even close to being no. that big. So seeing remote locations like that, what other? locations in the u.s do you think would be good for an nhl franchise besides houston and atlanta hartford kansas city uh, listen we, we were talking when steve and i were talking about that before the show um on, on those two those two spots in particular uh as well as maybe indianapolis or yeah. like a cleveland maybe maybe no. it's not Maybe Ohio is is only ripe for one team, but you have other cold weather cities like um, like Salt Lake City might not be a a bad place to go. Um, Well, Steve, what were some of the other ones that we talked about? Well, I threw out the fact that maybe Toronto could have a second team. Yeah, that's they certainly could. Yeah, they certainly could support a second team. Is well, is there is there a city in the U.S. that can support a second NHL franchise? Chicago have one. Chicago, could they support Good. a second South Side type of team? Because getting Maybe. from the North Side to the South Side in Chicago is just—it's it, ridiculous with traffic. Is there is there another maybe city that can can handle a second can, NHL? Can franchise? Boston have a second team? No, but I think it's it's more it. to their points. I think that second team would be Hartford, and moving down into Connecticut, even though it might be across the state. I get that, and and Hartford from Boston is what. Four-hour drive, three-hour no, drive. That far. Now it's two hours. Maybe, maybe less than three, even. Yeah, maybe two and a half. All right. I mean, if you're going to do an like, uh, if you're going to hit a market, you hit LA. If it's a second, second team, team in LA, LA right? The second, because well, this the second team, and it might not be LA that you're thinking about. It may be Sacramento, because that Sacramento TV market is within the top twenty of of TV markets. But if you're going to go by TV markets. That does that does not have an NHL franchise. The next one after Houston would be Cleveland. Yeah, nah. Cleveland rocks. What are you it's talking about? They could be they could be called the uh, the Cleveland Rock and Rollers. <laughs> uh, Portland, Oregon is is Portland. Do we can we can we share the arena with the Trailblazers? Charlotte, North Carolina. I feel like there was a rumor not too long ago that the Trailblazers were leaving. Really? Like that they were on the verge of leaving. Yeah. Well, the, the, did the Seattle that, Supersonics leave? They are no longer. Uh, a, a, how a long team. have they not been an NBA team? <laughs> I, I think like two I decades. Who, I do you know who Ronald years. Reagan is? <laughs> uh, no, but I know who Sean Kemp was. <laughs> yeah, right after he retired, I'm pretty sure they were gone. He actually helped them pack up. What about Baltimore? Uh, too close really? to the DC market. Just for those oh, yeah. of you, for for those of you keeping track at home, 2008 was when the Supersonics left. Oh boy! And became the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, what about Oklahoma City? So Oklahoma City, they could maybe be called the Bombers. Oh, uh, too soon. Too soon. I, I don't think you call them the Bombers. Okay. Oh, boy. Just, Live's gonna have to write a song about our podcast now. <laughs> so I think I think you're right though, 
Steve, the, the, looking at the, the markets, I mean, that makes the most sense. Atlanta and Houston being in the top 10 in the TV markets that don't have a team. You know, Detroit, Phoenix, Tampa, Seattle, Minneapolis, Miami, Cleveland. Screw Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that Sacramento is, is in there. Those are probably, but the, you're right, the two, those two the cities two, are The two the, largest markets without, yeah. And that might be the, the whole thinking is, hey, these are markets that could support a team. Well, you know, you know but if ESPN isn't going to promote the game, then at least you need to be in large markets. Oh, yeah. That's that's a problem. It's a real problem. The, I'd love to have an aside, like a quick aside on this, but man, I I understand it's it's like certain personalities in ESPN's job to, you know, just make outlandish comments that just get people pissed off and go on Twitter or whatever. But it is so counterproductive to have a personality like Steve A. Smith just shit on hockey constantly, whatever comes up. Do you really? I, listen, I don't. I don't, don't watch a lot of. of you don't that. know this. Do you not know the story? I, I've been traveling a lot the past three weeks, so I I do apologize for being kind of so disconnected the, with a lot what's of things. The show, what's the show called? Uh, it's like, the first take. Is it? I don't know. It's I whatever it's their like, morning their morning yeah, talk morning show take. is first on the TV. Yeah. Uh. Um. Something get on get up or something. Get like up, that? maybe get up. Female that's host. With, uh, that's with uh, Mike Greenberg, though. Mike Greenberg. No, this is a, a female host and Stephen A. Smith, and then first take, first take, first take. Yeah. and somebody first. else. So Michael K. Yeah, Michael Max K. Michael K. was filling in for Kellerman, right? For just for the day. What well, is this? When Michael K. said that the Rangers would be the next franchise yes. in New York. Okay, yes. I heard that, but I didn't hear anything else after that. And the female host said, "Hockey doesn't count." What? And Stephen A. Smith started to say his little NHL catchphrase, which was, the only thing I know about hockey is the puck is black. And he must say it so much that she finished his sentence. Ugh. Yeah. And and all it was was just, you know, what a horrible, horrible fucking thing for ESP, somebody on ESPN to say hockey doesn't count. Um, well, we, we can't start taking Stephen A. Smith seriously, though. His whole job in life is to be a troll. Uh, exactly. He's, right. He's, he's got us talking about it. That's all he wants. He's an asshole. It is. And that's the problem, right? It's like if you're trying to promote the game, but then you got, you know, people bad. Like, it's not to say, like, if he's taking, like, making crazy takes on the sport, like, inside the sport, talking about games and making people think about it. That's what you want. That's what he does with every other sport. But hockey instead he badmouths the sport and that's counterproductive especially when he's the biggest talking you know talking head on, on right he's the, planet, he's really. the he's the highest paid espn personality Ugh. and it's not yeah. like they just got hockey right this right. is the second year they're paying what 400 million dollars to have the sport on their networks and streaming rights yep tell the guy he's got to learn a little bit about hockey I thought he was all talking up about hockey and, and getting up and, and learning about it last year. Didn't he didn't he start doing that? Well, I yeah. guess I gotta learn hockey now. And he, yeah. he didn't. He clearly doesn't like <laughs> hockey. He's clearly got a, a vendetta against it. and that's I mean it's it, clear as day, right? It's not like it's not like they're even saying, Hey Steven, Steven A, you gotta you know calm it down a little bit. And they're like, 
whatever, dude. You you make us all the money, so stay really how you want. Just don't do diddle, whatever don't, you want. Right. Don't diddle, don't diddle little kids and don't shit on your wife and you're fine. You know. Well, those are two very important things, Nick. I I, yeah. I do agree with that. I don't know. That's basically it, though. <laughs> all right, let's get back to the topic. Let's well, listen, to I, and 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 for the game, I didn't see ABC's coverage with Sean McDonough, uh, Boston, New York, on on Saturday. So I I I know what happened, but I I I didn't see the live broadcast of that game. So I'm not really sorry I didn't, just because of the announcing. Um, but. Yeah, ESPN definitely got to do uh, certainly a better job um, with hockey in general. Um, so, I think the um, I think for the TV markets, I think Atlanta and Houston are certainly the um, the right markets to go into if the NHL was going to expand. But as Nick said, are they going to expand? You know, with four two more teams you know, a couple of years after that, or is this a slow build to 2030 and four more expansion franchises in the NHL? Um, time will certainly tell on that one for sure. Um, what do you think they're going to name those two, those two franchises, if it's Atlanta and Houston? Atlanta Fire. Wow. The, they the did that already. Didn't they do that already? They did the Flames. The Braves? Were the flames it, it was before. the Flames, right? It was the Flames? Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta, uh, Flame Hot Cheetos. The Braves. No, Nick, I think you. No, the Braves is taken. The Braves is I taken. I think Nick hit it, though. The Atlanta Fire? Well, that'd be great. That would, that would be awesome. But what what, what, what in Atlanta says fire? <laughs> Atlanta Coke People Zeros. Place down. Ooh. What is it, Bill? The Atlanta Zeros? Coke Zeros. Coke Zero Ooh. Sugars. Hey, you could have been the s- for sure. What about Houston? Houston bang on the cans? <laughs> That'd be a good one, right? Houston cheaters. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the fucking Houston franchise. Blech. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's take a let's let's switch it up and take a stroll down memory lane a little bit. So, uh, Steve took a couple of screenshots from was this November fifteenth, fourteenth of um of the standings, and um, even back then. The Boston Bruins were number one in the NHL, only two points ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, but not a lot has changed um, with regards to the Atlantic division. Um, when it comes to, uh, let's do divisions. When it comes to the Atlantic, you had Boston, Toronto, Tampa, um, Florida, Detroit, Montreal, Buffalo, and Ottawa. The top three teams are still the top three teams, uh, but now Buffalo, Ottawa, Florida, Detroit, and Montreal. So, you know, it, it's tough. This was the beginning of the season. Um, a lot of teams didn't know where they were. They were only, what, at most 17 games? 17, 15 17. to seven, 14 to 17 games in. Yeah. I mean, Christ, even the Islanders were good back then. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, if the season had ended back then, then they would all been like, "What the fuck? Why don't? Why aren't we playing sixty three more games?" That we we played, schedule? We played seventeen games. The <laughs> Islanders already, though, were outpacing everybody else with their games in hand. Right? Yeah, everybody, they had. Everybody they had, had the most two games. games in hand, pretty much on them. Wow. So it was New Jersey, the Islanders, Carolina, Rangers, Philly, Washington, Pittsburgh, Columbus. So Pittsburgh has certainly made the biggest jump out of any of those teams in the Metro for sure. And the, you know, kind of the devils are, are close to, uh, 
Devils are close to Carolina. Were. There's only two, yeah. you know, only two yeah. point difference between the two. Everybody yeah. mocked me when I made that trade for, with, with Tom Pittsburgh for Ottawa, and uh, now uh, Ottawa's got one more point since then than Pittsburgh does. Do they really? Yeah. Have you been tracking that? Of course you have been. Why? What am I <laughs> Why would I ask such a stupid question? Me? Check my math. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> uh, over in the West, who gives a shit? Who cares? We, you know, we we were we were talking about this a little bit before. What team out in the West actually scares any team in the, in the East? Is there is there one team that you don't want to play in the West? Who is it, Nick? Who is it? I guess Colorado. I mean, they're the only team that. Uh, I mean, let's, let's say one last year. If Kale if Kale is, is healthy, and the team can put it together. They're the only team that's realistically a problem. I don't think Vegas is good enough. I don't think Dallas is good enough. You know, I don't know. I think those teams are all, they're, they're not that great. There's just, it's just, it's, a, it's like you have a top tier of teams and all of them are in the East. And then there's this drop off and you have yeah. all the rest of the teams for a bit and legit Carolina, Jersey, Boston, and you can make the argument Toronto and Tampa are right there. Rangers and but like so that's six right there. That's that's six I feel of the like, top teams in the league. Yeah. And like the Rangers, I, I put them in there because they tooled up. They don't have the points right, you know, if you look at their standings, and but they got they added Tarasenko, who I thought was the best of their their additions, and obviously Kane, but you know, they, they've already have the pieces to win the cup if they were if they if they put it together before the playoffs. Tampa obviously has been in the cup finals three straight years. They didn't fall off that much. They're built for the playoffs. And then you got Toronto going all in. And you have Jersey. And then, to be honest, I think Boston, League of Their Own, Carolina, and, and uh, New Jersey are like the, the clear second-tier teams. They're just really, really good. But neither have really had the success yet in the playoffs. So right. that's their only big challenge. Winnipeg. So, again, getting back to the original question that Nick just totally went off of. Winnipeg is the only team out West that scares me and it would require them to all play good at the same time. And I don't think they've ever really done that from, from Hellebuck on out. I don't think they've ever had a a, a point in a season, you know, a, a sustained period of time where they all played at their, their highest level. Yeah. And that just a, Sorry, one last thing, which was Minnesota and Isles just played. And Minnesota's got – they're 8-1-1 one one in the last 10. They're pretty much the hottest team in the West. And they had a lot of trouble with the Isles. Wasn't impressive, think, right? It wasn't – No, they're, they're good, but – Not I mean, scary. That's how much it says, but that's not how much scary. it says for the, for, the, for the East. Yeah. Comparatively. Sorry, Bill. Uh, I, no, <laughs> we're good. I think uh, I don't. I'm not sure why everybody's sleeping on Dallas personally. Um, I mean, this that team Ottinger is a great goaltender, uh, the kind of goaltender that you really want, you know, uh, in in for a playoff run. Um, I you know he's got to prove that obviously, but uh, they've got a lot of talent, uh, young talent too. You know, not, it's not just the veteran guys. They've they've got some good young talent on that team that could sustain a long playoff run. And really, if any team that comes out of the West, I know they're all weaker than the teams in the East, but uh, if you, if you wanted to see if, if Colorado or Dallas or Edmonton got through three rounds of the playoffs and were 
hot and confident going into a finals. I, I'm not, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the East team wins. Uh, it's just a seven game series and you're going to face a, a, one of those teams with, with a lot of confidence behind them. I don't think it's going to be a finals. Like we had, like when Montreal fell into the finals somehow mm. a few years ago. Um, yeah. I, I think you're going to get a quality opponent out there. Yeah. My, mine was Edmonton. Um, I think the way that I just don't know if they have the goaltending to sustain another a playoff run like they, they kind of this year, if it wasn't Edmonton, a team that's really, really physical, but didn't really play very well on the East coast when they're out here was the LA Kings. I think they could surprise a lot of, a lot of people um, uh, when it, when it comes to the playoffs, they just got to get their goaltending straight and maybe trading Jonathan quick does that. Maybe it does get their, their goaltending a little straighter without having, without having the coach be forced to play him where it looked like he was having a real, real hard time. And speaking from a Penguin fan perspective, I, I wouldn't want to play any of the above. None of them. <laughs> I, I think they would get destroyed by all of them. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's actually a perfect segue. Let's, uh, let's take a ride on that. <laughs> Sponsored by Nestle Quick. And we are going to start with the New York Rangers. And it was a, uh, listen, you, if you play shorthanded because you are you're, have cap restraints to where you can't field an entire team or call anybody up, you're going to only beat teams like the Philadelphia Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck play Flyers. When you play red-hot teams like Ottawa or powerhouses like the Boston Bruins, if you come in there shorthanded, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to win a hockey game. And since the trade deadline, ask me how many practices the Rangers have had. Hey, Tom, since yes, the trade Tom. deadline, how many practices have the Rangers had? Funny you mentioned zero. We in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Zero practices since the trade deadline. It's not the game. We're talking about practice, man. To, to get your team to gel or anything else. And look, I get that rest at this time of the year can go a long way. But if you play a Saturday afternoon game in Boston and you've played three and four nights and what was it? Three and six. It might have been if I go back um, to prior to the the Ottawa game. No, it was. They, they played L.A. on on that Sunday. So they had a LA. large L.A. They had a large break, uh, you know, two straight days until they played in Philadelphia on Wednesday. So your place bought the Boston Bruins on Saturday afternoon, the, the last game of a three and four. You're expecting that team to have off on Sunday and then bang right back to work on Monday. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? practice but no they 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 did not practice today we're talking about practice man and now they would not have a full team practice we're not even talking about the game the actual game for the first time until tuesday practice and hopefully practice we get lingren back and hopefully mott is back in some sort of form uh in practice so we can field a full team uh, if if Lingren is not going to be available for that Montreal game, then we're going to and Mott is still probably concussed. I would have to think he's concussed yeah, from that did. hit. That didn't um, look good. Yeah, it, it did not look good. But listen, you spit on a player, you get a three game suspension, you fucking elbow him 
face first and concuss the player, you get no suspension, not even a fine. From the league. So I think, knows that. I think the player safety has their head on right and they are they are doing a bang up job. Way to go, guys. Super duper. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Uh, but listen, I if you want me to explain and tell you if you know nothing is working, I can do that but I'm not going to because I don't know what this team is. I have no idea. I just know that they have a lot of superstars or, or they added a very large superstar to their team that may or may not be over the hill, that may not be able to be back-checking or maybe doesn't know the system quite well yet. Give me at least another week with practices and games to really answer that question because I have no idea who the fucking New York Rangers are until they field a full competitive team out there. And that's really? a full... They're, roster they're of forwards and a full roster of defensemen. After that, after they New play York. two or three games, I can are. tell you who the fuck they are. What's that? How do you not know who they are? It's a hockey team in New York. How do you not know? Yeah, that 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 was that's that 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 is funny. That's that is that is hilarious. Um, but you know, listen, this week the Rangers got plenty of tests, um, and they're all on the road. Uh, Thursday night against Montreal. Saturday afternoon in Buffalo, and then a Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon game in Pittsburgh. So look, mm. all of the Montreal, I don't care what you say about Montreal, where they are in the standings. That's a scrappy team out there. Um, Buffalo can score in bunches and Pittsburgh always seems to have the Rangers number, but we're going to see who's going to have the, have the team's number. The Rangers play Pittsburgh three fucking times next week. That's a and, that's a progressively more difficult week as each game goes on. Yeah, I right? I, I definitely would say. Look, the, the first one's going to be hard. The second, they're all going to be fucking hard. But I hope they find something. They they learn how to play with each other. They have a full fucking lineup. Because until then, I can't tell you who the fuck the Rangers are. I have no idea. Can't tell you. Disgusting. So until then, I don't know. Billy, do you know who the Penguins are? Yeah, they're a franchise run by a fucking idiot. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh boy. Ronnie Hextall. Yeah. He'll, he'll never be a guest on this program. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Could you imagine that would be epic? Just really <laughs> fucking lay into it. I would just remind him. Drink. I would just remind him all the times Claude Lemieux scored on him in the playoffs. <laughs> hey, everybody else, for that matter. I mean, it fucking spread those that five hole open for anybody. <laughs> Uh, well, look, the Penguins on the surface had had a decent week. They had a road trip, uh, went to Nashville, Tampa, and Florida. Won two out of three. Shouldn't shouldn't be unhappy with that. Helped uh, they helped their own cause in the standings, chasing the wild card. The the win in Nashville came after what was absolutely my low point as a in the regular season as a fan since maybe 2016 with the Penguins. So like, uh, yeah, uh, in a zero zero tie game, hard fought tie game um uh about halfway through the third period chris letang i don't know what the hell happened he, he's on the boards just threw a, a puck into the middle um <laughs> with nobody back and 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 i i've I said to you guys i texted you guys, like i i've never seen i haven't seen anybody like maybe since casey was playing squirt with the with the freaking nine and ten year olds make a mistake like that uh i mean 
it was unbelievable. So that went in the back of the net. I was convinced that uh, that they were going to lose that one based on on that goal. I mean, what's really disappointing is a veteran player like that making a mistake like that when every point is is matters so much uh, in this playoff run. Like it's it's not who you would expect to make a, an error like that. But they came back. They they won that game, and then they went to Tampa. And Tampa Tampa's struggling lately. Penguins took advantage of that. They they beat them five four. Was a back and forth game. They. The Penguins did blow a couple of third period leads, as is their uh, as is their mo. Um, but uh, uh, Zucker uh, scored on a on a one timer in overtime uh, to to win the game. One of the things that came out from that game, or really from the last few weeks, but kind of culminated uh, culmination into kind of a peak in that game is uh, the emergence of Drew O'Connor on that fourth line. Uh, scored a very very nice goal, and he's playing with a lot of confidence. Um, and he's proof that the Penguins aren't just all a bunch of old guys. He's only 24, a uh, Jersey kid, uh, and and playing, starting to play very, very well. And and uh, I think when when uh, Amy Poehler comes back, it, it's going to be hard to take him out of the lineup. Uh, it, it, I like I like I like paling and everything, but uh, you know uh, O'Connor's not coming out. He's he's playing too well. He's he's been a spark on a fairly dead team. Um, then the trade deadline happened, and we'll get back to that, but. Then the Penguins went to Florida and um, in a game where they could have really delivered a, a decisive blow, not knock them out of the playoffs altogether for sure, but but really could have put Florida in a hole by, you know, a, a four point swing against one of the teams that's chasing you. Um, they just it it's not just that they lost. It's just that the, the game was a complete dud. Like they had like three shots on goal in the first period. And, and I don't know why they wouldn't be ready to match the intensity of a team that's chasing them when when they need points as, as bad as anybody else uh, if they want to make the playoffs. Uh, but they they just had nothing going in that game. I don't know also why Casey DeSmith was playing in that game. Uh, they they had had a couple nights off since the prior game in Tampa. It was not a back-to-back situation. I think they've really got to be leaning on Jari right now because um, he's they're so much better in front of him. Um, and, and they went to DeSmith, which – kind of automatically makes me think there's something wrong with Jari. He's nursing to this or that. I mean, because I don't trust his health. Uh, but at any rate, the Smith was in, I, I'm not going to pin it on him. He, he, he wasn't good, but he, you know, the Penguins only came up with one goal and, and we're not getting opportunities. Um, but at any rate, that, that was a, a disappointing, uh, a disappointing game that, and reminds me of, you know, how they, how they played a couple of games with the Islanders a couple of weeks ago and, and had a chance to, to deliver a couple of shots to one of those opponents that was chasing them and didn't come up with a single point despite uh, leading those games, even in the third period. So, um, you know, it, I just don't think this Penguins team has any kind of killer instinct, but uh, I guess at the trade deadline or our, our hero, Ron Hextall tried to address all that. Um, I, I I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's not the moves that he made that, that upset me. Um, but a couple things about those moves really fucking frustrate me i i don't have anything against any of the players he brought in he brought in uh michael granland uh obviously uh before the, that was before the Nashville game a few days before the deadline then at the deadline uh they traded for nick benino um monster retread from years ago i i don't know how effective he's going to be but they needed a fourth line setter that's fine and um they brought in dmitry kulikov to play on on d and and i, I guess ideally make the penguins a little bit tougher to play against i i think that maybe incrementally improves them. I, I don't see any of these as like a big move that's going to put them over the top or, or make a huge difference. 
but the the one move that he didn't make was address the goaltending situation which i've been going on and on about for a while um at the very least casey the smith can't be your backup if you're if you're gonna have to bring him in you know on, on days when jari's supposed to be rested if you got to go to him then then you're in trouble if he's got to play big minutes and big games then the penguins aren't going to make the playoffs um and i and i don't trust jari's health and i really would have liked to see them shore up their their at least their backup goaltending if not trade jari altogether and, and bring in a new starter but not only did he not do that but but the kulikov thing made me really scratch my head because what the fuck he didn't trade one of the nine defensemen that he already had we have 10 fucking defensemen now and this is another thing if you've been listening you've heard, heard me go on and on about this how the hell could you fucking look at yourself in the mirror and and trade for another defenseman when you when you had nine way more than you needed at the start of the season so you're telling me that the that the nine defensemen that you assembled like you needed to improve on that like you had fucking nine how about just getting like six really good ones like what the hell so uh i don't know ron hextall uh i wanted to give him a chance because i trust mario i trust i trust who he's hiring and and even though i i never liked hextall uh you know as a player and everything i was gonna i was gonna look past that until he proved to me what he what he could do and now i think that we've seen enough uh how about does anybody need any i mean 10 defensemen we got so if anybody needs any you know um throw some out to you we we could have used a couple last week just throwing that out there. Yeah. We're, we're exactly. We need at least one. At least. Well, you got a Friedman. Ty Ruby. Smith, like, get injured really Smith. bad in, in, uh, in minors this week. Did he? I, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought I saw that on, on the that. Twitter that he got, he got, I think, a season ending. Not that he was probably going to be called up anyway. Um, oh, well, I guess we're back down to nine. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. Nine defensemen. Now, 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 you know. Now I'm worried about uh, having too much depth. <laughs> what we got this week? Uh, this week, uh, yeah. Uh, the, well, the Penguins have um, Columbus, New York Islanders, uh, Philly, and then the New York Rangers, and part of a uh, five-game homestand. So, out of their 20 games left, uh, they got 12 of them at home, and and they really got a their road games remaining are a bitch. So a couple in New York. Colorado, Dallas, a couple against Detroit, who who might still be relevant. New Jersey, they have again. Um, so yeah, they they've really got to protect their home ice and, and get those points uh, if they if they have those playoff plans. Uh, and and I know that they're not going to beat the Islanders. That the Islanders beat them every time they play, like uh, like the Blue Jackets do. I, I'm just hoping they get a couple of points in the three games against the Rangers. Um, but yeah, they they really got to. They really got to get points on home ice to, to finish this up. So Nick, the Islanders are, are really holding on to that, that first wild card spot. Don't really want to l- let it go. Um, but it's troubling the games played. Uh, not too much this week. Uh, three points at a possible four points. Um, you know, not, not the result you want when you play, I think a really solid game um against the wild this week uh, or last week I should say um it was a 2-1 loss in, uh, in a shootout which you know uh if you take if you're if you're keeping track at home Isles are now 0-5 on the year I know it's it's good good you said that because I do know a lot of people are keeping score at home no they're yeah, keeping track I, I, yeah. I was just not. sitting there with their yeah. score books and yeah just yeah 
Yeah, so one goal in all the shootout attempts this year, I think I'm, I'm guessing it's 15. I didn't look it up, but I'm, I don't think we've gone past the first round. I think I saw the goal too, and I was excited because we scored a goal. And you're like, yeah, and that team scores two in that same one. So, yeah, it's been uh, not great, but uh, the game was great. Uh, both goalies were outstanding. Gustafson was really good for what the Wild. Sorokin was on just, he keeps the team in, in every game. It's just ridiculous. Um, so get in the playoffs and, uh, you know, he can potentially carry you in a series, in multiple series. Um, of course, in, in the game against the Wild, uh, Ryan Reeves scores his first goal of the season on a just wacky, you know, knocks the puck out of, the, out of midair on a backhand, falling over, puts it in, and uh, probably a highlight goal for him for the year because he probably won't score again. Uh, and then, and they end up going to overtime shootout, like I mentioned. Um, but it was a really pretty even game. They they put uh, them, the, the Wild and them were really back and forth. A lot of opportunities, both sides. Um, Isles were on them really early on in the first period. Couldn't get a goal. And then eventually broke through. But that Reeves goal really kind of uh, changed momentum a little bit. And then it was very even. So uh, that was a missed point. Um, and then the uh, next game was at home against Detroit, and that was a uh, very one-sided game, even though the score didn't represent it until the third period. Uh, Isles were really just kind of dominating that game. Couldn't get a puck in um, until basically after the power play in the second period, the very end, the wing scored, put themselves up one nothing, and the Isles scored four straight in the third period. Just floodgates opened up. No empty netters. It was just... Uh, you know, the last goal ended up being like Lark, Dylan Larkin tried to do some weird like reverse hit at his own blue line and completely messed up. It was like actually weird to watch in, in real time. If you watch the play, you're like, what the hell is he trying to do? He has the puck, tries to do a reverse hit against and Anders Lee and does it badly, misplays it, turn over the other way, and I'll score kind of a bury the game. Uh, but anyway, uh, they really played a lot better. Um, this was also uh, Peter and Engvall's Engvall Engvall, I believe is a uh, Pierre Pierre Engvall. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. Pierre. Uh, his uh, first game as an Islander. I didn't notice him too much, and I I kind of think it's because he really just fit in really well with the team and the combination of that. And then I'm not used to his number yet, so it's kind of kind of just um, trying to figure out who. It, and also they're kind of moving people around in some of the lines. So it's been a little tricky for me to kind of figure out who's who. Um, you know, they're playing certain guys a lot, obviously, but we're definitely a, a two-line team right now until um, uh, we finally get some some guys back. Speaking of which, uh, Pajot has been back at practice now. Uh, he was day-to-day, -day, but didn't mention anything about him being limited in any way in the practice. So it uh, looks like he's probably going to be back in tomorrow, which will be – a pretty big uh, upgrade to have him back on on the third center, third line center. Uh, Barzal apparently not limping anymore. And you know, this is like the hearsay. People see him walking around. They're like, he's not limping anymore. Yay! Blah blah. And you know, who knows? It's all hearsay. And he's still week to week at this point. We don't know anything else about about Barzal. Uh, Clutterbuck apparently skating, but no real word on his availability, which. I don't know what that means, to be honest. I, it's kind of frustrating when you see reports of him being out for the year to, you know, he's in pre-skating, but 
not to say that he's going to be anywhere near coming back or if he comes back, whatever has been bothering him could just completely flare up again or, you know, injure, re-injure himself. Walsh is likely out for the year, even though there's no word. He doesn't seem to be come back. Um, next week, we got Tuesday. We got Buffalo at home at Pittsburgh on Thursday, Washington Saturday. All games we have to get two points uh, from. The Buffalo game, can't give them any points. Pittsburgh game, can't give them any points. Washington, doesn't matter. They suck. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, and the only other thing I was going to say was we didn't we didn't really talk about the trade deadline too much, but Isles obviously got Pierre um, Engvall, who's a 6'5", speedy guy that's apparently like their bottom six you know, uh, forward, which I didn't really, like I said, I didn't get a good look at him. Um, and I couldn't tell he was six, five. So I don't, I don't know. I, I can't figure out that guy's game yet, but he's had 12 goals this year. He had 15 last year, at Toronto. He actually had some power play time last year as well, which was interesting. Um, so we'll see what he, what he looks like in, in everything. Um, next couple of games, I'm trying to watch the game tomorrow, uh, and, and get a full, full view, try to pinpoint where he is on the ice. Um, Let's see how that goes. But Isles didn't get anybody else. Uh, defenseman kind of is the other thing that was really necessary. But they didn't didn't pull a trigger. We talked about Chitrin getting being picked up for like nothing. So who knows what happened there? Any other, any other defenseman? But I guess that market didn't really. It wasn't 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 what Lou was looking for. So we got that's the team we got. So, Steve, you, as a Devils fan, you got to like your chances right now about catching Carolina for that number one spot in the Metro. So two points behind. They've got a game in hand. Uh, I would say – I wouldn't say I like our chances. I would be happy if it happened. I don't – I think our, our remaining schedule is pretty difficult, so I wouldn't necessarily count on us catching them. I'm, I'm happy where we're at. In the playoffs is better than out of the playoffs. So that's fine with me. I don't care where we are. Just get in the playoffs. And it's, you know, pretty much not a foregone conclusion, but as long as they keep it up, they're right. It's a there. foregone conclusion, pal. Oh, um, 100% is. Last Wednesday, they played the Colorado Avalanche in one of the craziest games they've played all season. At one point in this game, in the second period, they were up five to one, which in and of itself is ridiculous. But they gave up three goals in two minutes and four seconds. Colorado cuts the lead to 5-4. Mercer gets a goal to make it 6-4, extending his streak at that point to seven straight games. The Avalanche scored a minute and 26 into the third period, and Ruff pulls Vanacek. I was kind of surprised he actually started the third period. I would have thought during the period he would have made it uh, during intermission. He was going to make a change, but he lets him start, pulls him a minute 26 in when he gives up a goal. Schmidt comes in and is an absolute brick wall, stops 12 of 12 to close it out. He sure gets an empty netter to seal the victory. 7-5 win over Colorado. Jack Hughes did not have one point in the game. So if you were to tell me the Devils were going to score seven goals in any game this season and Hughes wouldn't even have an assist, I would have been shocked. Um, 
Friday, they followed up with a game against Las Vegas. Ruff goes right back to Schmidt to try and play the hot hand. Uh, and they just ran into a hot goalie hill on the on the on the Golden Knights. Um, they outscored them by like they outscored them by like 15 to 20 shots on net. I mean, I outshot them by like 15 to 20 shots. Um, but Hill was just uh, too big a mountain to climb, so to speak. So a 4-3 loss in the shootout, uh, which made them finish the season 14-0-2 against the Pacific. It was nice to see contributions from the bottom six. Miles Wood with the tying goal. Um, Sharon Govich sat almost the whole third period. I think he only had one or two shifts in the third period. So he is on the he's on the shit list right now. And that's not a place you want to be because there's going to be a, a pretty good player each night getting getting sat because of, of the talent that they have now. And that brings us to Sunday, the the debut of Timo Meyer in the Devils jersey. And he didn't take long to make his impression felt scoring on his third shift. They would go on to win in overtime, five to four. That Arizona team is pretty good. They're a fast, scrappy bunch. Very good. And apparently very good at home. You wait until they get all those players off of injured reserve. You yeah, wait. They're going to they're gonna be phenomenal. Uh, Timo <laughs> scores. Um, teams seem to revert back into their puck chasing. So they're, they're doing a lot of puck chasing, which is leaving a guy open. Uh, for a wide open shot. Another thing I noticed that they do is w- when they go for a breakout, when someone gets the puck, they just stop moving their feet. Almost like uh, if you've if you've ever played ultimate frisbee, where you can't move your feet when you've got the frisbee. Nobody that's plays. Al- Steve, nobody that's plays. That's almost the way they look. Nobody, nobody does that. Nobody Nick does. That. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, Nick plays. So stupid. It's a frisbee, yeah, I, it's a frisbee sure. game. He's all. He's all in. Um. Kuala centering a line of Boquist and Palat, the third line. It's a pretty good line. Boquist had two goals in the game. Mercer's streak ended, so he finished at eight games. They went back to Vanacek in this game, and I could have only assumed to try and build his confidence. But he was wearing new pads and a new glove in the game. Would you ever do that as a goalie? No, never. Right? His rebound control was ridiculous. He was leaving pucks right in the slot, and he couldn't seem to squeeze the glove. He he had two pucks just totally fly right out of the glove, right into the crease. So your meaning of ridiculous was bad. Correct. That okay, would be gotcha. ridiculous. Um, the the Heischer goal to win it was very nice. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you go check it out. Uh, as far as trade deadline acquisitions, Curtis Lazar... So fourth line depth pickup. Um, he's got some playoff experience. He played with Hawala in Boston and Hamilton in Boston. So be interesting to see uh, what he brings to the table, whether he gets into the game, uh, some games down the stretch. He didn't make any of the, he didn't make the game on Sunday. I guess he was having visa issues. So the earliest we could expect him is uh, Tuesday night. They've got Toronto. It's possible he gets in the lineup. It's, again, going to be interesting to see who sits. Is it going to be a Bastion? Is it going to be a Wood? Is it going to be a McLeod? Do they shit Sharangovich again? 
Um, so the coach is going to have some decisions to make. So like I said, Tuesday against Toronto, Thursday at Washington, Saturday at Montreal, Sunday, Carolina. Busy, busy week. Um, and two very tough games this week. So <clears throat> what do you think came across my Twitter feed? You, Top and bottom you, TV ratings for U.S.-based NHL teams. Was it the Heischer goal? No, you, through January 13th. What give is it? Your, Say it again. Give me, the, give me the top five NHL TV ratings in the U.S. Uh, we talking these are teams. These are teams. Teams? Teams. Give me the teams. Rangers? <laughs> no. Bruins? Uh, they were number four. Wow. Penguins? Penguins, number one. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. What? Is this in Chicago? I'm like, really terrible. No, they're they're horrible. <laughs> normally, 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 yes, but no. If you look past the past decade, <laughs> yeah, you'd be right up, right on. Philly sure. shitty, so I'm not going to say Philly. Fuck the Flyers. Seattle. Nope. L.A. Nope. Vegas. Nope. Minnesota. Number five. Mm. Washington. You're missing, you're missing two and three. Not Washington? Toronto. No. U.S. based. I thought you were. No, sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, my, yeah. my apologies. No worries. Uh, I can't wait to listen back t- to this podcast. Uh, Tampa? Nope. Dallas? Nope. Columbus? Houston? Atlanta? <laughs> it was Atlanta. <laughs> Holy shit. It's tri- is this trivia with Bill already? <laughs> Uh, Buffalo and St. Louis. Uh, Buffalo. Oh. St. Louis. Conversely, Louis. give me the bottom five. New York Islanders. Uh, they were fourth shittiest. I'm going to go Columbus again. <laughs> no. No. Chicago. No. Arizona. Second shittiest. Second shittiest. Florida Panthers. Nope. Anaheim Ducks. First shittiest. Wow. So you're, you need the, the fifth shittiest and the third shittiest. Nashville. Nope. Dallas. They're both going to fucking surprise you. Florida. No. New York Rangers. Nope. Damn it. Uh, what we, we did what we said before. Did somebody say Vegas? Was not Vegas. Seattle? Nope. L.A. 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 Fifth shittiest. San Jose. No. Philadelphia. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck no. the Flyers. Carolina. Nope. Washington. It's it's what you would expect for a team this good where they should be. Or where they're maybe not where they should be, but where you would expect them to be. I I probably would have guessed this team already. All right. Well, then who the fuck is it? Just New Jersey Devils. Oh, thanks, asshole. Third shittiest. (laughs) But it's unbelievable. With the the amazing season that they're having, why? Why are they the third shittiest? How? What's the. the, It's national. It's a national rating, no? TV ratings for US based NHL teams as of January 30th, according to the Nielsen Media Research. Bottom five. Devils were uh, 0.27. 
it's unfucking it's unbelievable. So oh, they wanted to have Scotty Niedermeyer's number. It's two hundred fifty. It's two hundred seventy thousand people. Is that a lot? Two hundred seventy thousand is. I would think that's a lot for the Devils. Yeah. Even even being a, like a close to one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, and you have the third shittiest fucking Nielsen numbers. Oh well, they can only yeah. watch Ranger games. Oh. Yeah, listen, oh, nobody, listen, nobody's watching fucking hockey in Southern California either because the fucking Kings and the Ducks combined have four hundred thousand fucking viewers. So it goes to show you. In those large markets, and New Jersey, the Islanders, and the Kings and Ducks are in the two top markets, TV markets in the NHL, and they are. I, now, I would be un, interested un, to see that list over the last five years. Is it consistent? Yeah, the same markets because I bet it would be. Yeah, it was just it just came across my yeah, good my you. Twitter feed. Yeah. So you just fucking it it's because the Devils were in the bottom. You just wanted to bring it up. I was surprised that they were. No, I was. You're a fucking asshole. But I was surprised that they were (laughs) in the bottom. I was really. I was more surprised that the Kings were toward the bottom and where they were, um, than maybe sort maybe more than the Devils. But and I'm surprised that Steve didn't take it in the spirit that you intended. (laughs) (laughs) It's so shocking. It's so shocking. Who would have thought he would have gotten all red ass over this? (laughs) Not me. And now it's time for trivia with Bill Yuck. Now this is the wrong Bill. Oh, the, right. the whole thing was to get him depressed before he said that. <laughs> what year was the offsides rule introduced by the NHL? 1492. What did you say? 92. Uh, I said 1492. Oh, you're an asshole. Uh, well, Columbus <laughs> sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> uh but no not it wasn't 1992 1969 <laughs> 69 all right no that wasn't it though 1776 no did you say 1776 you know the nhl has only been around 1975 like... ah the year of my birth uh no was it, it was not when they introduced offsides. 1931. Oh my God. You were really close. That was 1964. Not really close. Why would you go to 1964 when I told well, you? I mean, you were in the really grand close? scheme of the number of years that we've been that people have been on this planet, that's pretty close. Uh I Technically, yeah, but I, I meant you were really close, like you were really, really, really close. Okay. Uh, like, like not just in the grand scheme of mankind, 13, but... 1391? Was it just the right numbers that I... No, 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 no. I mean, like, time-wise, you were, you almost nailed it. 947. No. I'm, 10, o, a t- 1009. No, 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 no. Not, I'm not, not time on the clock. I mean, time-wise. I mean, the year... Yeah, but I mean, like you were very close. Twenty twenty three. No, that's that's now. You know that there's been offside the whole time you've been watching hockey your whole life. You you've known there's offside. So go before AD. that. Seventy two A.D. James Patrick. A little early. A little early. That's a name. We're looking for a year. That's... Well, were the Iroquois Indians around in in seventy two? It hurts. 
It hurts. And and they called it Hoki. And that's uh that's where we got the, the name. Uh no, it was not the Iroquois. Nineteen thirty. Yes. Yes, oh, yes. Shit. Nice job. That was quick. God damn well it. Done. Well done. That's, that's what I meant. Well, that's what I meant when you were close because you said 1931. Oh, it was I like get it. Now. It was like the prior year. Yeah, I thanks for it. that. I get it. Okay, shut up. And now it's time for impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Friends of Rowell podcast. We're going to the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's the 20 Questions Power Play. The rules are simple. The group is two minutes to guess a famous player, coach front office or any famous plant person associated with one of the four friends and rivals favorite teams the group can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire answers will only come in the form of yes or no the group will have to make a final guess once they've hit 20 questions or the power play has expired the group is successful they win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game and away we go is this person associated with the new jersey devils no. Is this person associated with the... Go top. Go top. Guys, get on your fucking New York game. Rangers. No. Is this person associated with New York Islanders? No. Is this person associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Correct. Yes. I like that is my this... little timer is having a little trouble. Yeah, I like it too. It's, <laughs> it's going to give time. us so much extra time. This is like a home, <laughs> the home clock. Covering. What is going on? <laughs> Are you oh, on no. Steve's internet? Is I this am, person but... a current player with the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. Does this, this person win a championship with the, with the Penguins in the 90s? Yes. And then you were answering Tom's in the 90s? Yes. Okay. What did you say? What did you say, Bill? I was asking if it was a, if it was on a championship team, but now Tom Tom went even 90s, more specific, so we know it's a nine. Was this player a forward? Yes. Yaromir Yager. I was thinking the same thing, though. No. But he wasn't associated with any of the other teams, so. Oh. Lou. Ooh, you're right, 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 right. Yeah, Yager played for every team in the NHL. Yep, basically. Uh, Mario Lemieux. Yeah. No. Kevin um, was a ranger. Uh, yeah, what about, it was it Ron Francis? No. Right, wh- who was on the fourth line? Bill, Is it Bob Airy? <laughs> oh. Bob Airy would have been a good one. Is it Joey uh, Mullen? No. Oh, that was a good one, too. Is uh, it Rick Tockett? Hey, we got it. Nice. All right. Well done. Remarkably, there was a minute 40 left on the clock when I got it. <laughs> time, we, really? we were just traveling through time right there. Oh, man. <laughs> Mr. Rick Tackett. He uh, was drafted by the Flyers, 121st overall in 1983. Fuck the Flyers. Won a cup in 92, went through his trade to the, to the Penguins from the Flyers. Won a cup as an assistant coach in 2016-2017 with the Penguins as well. Played up four All-Star games. And the reason he's on tonight is that he scored a hat-trick on this day 
1992 in a 7-3 win over the San Jose Sharks. He's a shitty fucking former Devils assistant coach. Wowzers. Wowzers. Steve's not a fan. (laughs) No. (laughs) What gave it away, Bill? All right, let's go this date in Steve's stomach. Brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Well, here. We're saving calories. Round here. We all look so lean. here we enjoy Coke Zero. But sacrifice flavor, no. This one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2014. Please go to June 2nd. June number two. June 2nd was a Monday. Monday, Monday. Lunch, because we skipped breakfast. Skip breakfast. Was half of a cheesesteak. You skip breakfast, you gotta have the whole cheesesteak. I don't understand. Really? But salad okay. on the side. Oh, healthy. So good. Why well, no, no, it was Caesar. Relax. And a can of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Dinner was at the Somerset Patriots game. Dinner consisted of a hot dog, a half order of fries, a small can of a, a can of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar and half of a plate of funnel cake with extra powdered sugar. Were you sharing? sharing? Yes, this was... uh, The the half cheesesteak was not sharing. That was a dietary choice where I would have half the... I had half the cheesesteak the next day. The dinner was was sharing the fries and sharing the the funnel cake. Now, when I say half funnel cake, I got to tell you people something here. Hold on. It was less than half. When you have funnel cake with Tina, you you don't get half. I don't you think get, you got half the fries either. I'm gonna you get like an eighth. You get like an eighth, and she gets the other part. And the eighth you get is gonna be the funnel cake that the, the powdered powder sugar. sugar didn't land on. <laughs> if if the powdered sugar landed on it, that's hers. I could have wrote that story for you. Bill knows all too well. Wait, did you guys share the hot dog too? And you both started at one no. end and Ooh. met in the middle. No, oh, that would be disgusting. Pi- that's that's what I'm picturing right now. That would be disgusting. Why did you pick Monday, June second, two thousand and fourteen? Obviously, that was the day that uh, a sixty-eight year old woman and her younger lover were Whoa. caught having sex in a town in a town square at the villages. A Florida retirement Duh. community. According to uh, a police report, uh, Margaret Clem, oh resident she, at she, the she probably had the Clem. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, David Babalia. <laughs> Babalia. Pick that up. Babalia. 49. 49. Ooh, going after chicken. a 68-year-old. Spring chicken in the villages. Yeah, but, th- oh my God, it's like a whole person able to drink 
more than you. Well, maybe she was a gilf. You don't know. No, that's 19, not 21. Um, But still. Um, No, I I have pictures. Not not gilf. Of the sex? Not not gilf. Not gilf. Yeah, she's a a goer. She's She's 68, though? She looks pretty good for 68. She's a good-looking woman for 68. I mean, come on. I mean, not that I would do it, but, like, I mean... Well, uh, but they were uh, arrested June 2nd uh, after police say the two were on a stage in one of the village's I mean, three town squares having sex. If you're going to be uh, doing it on, in, a, in a town square. You got to do it on a stage on a stage. That's right. It's, it's great that they had the stages. The lost opportunity. If you don't. Both uh, face indecent exposure and disorderly conduct charges. And police said they had appeared to be. Get this intoxicated no what? fucking way i know right and his dick still work <laughs> that's good for at, him. at 49 i would imagine right steve you're almost that old rude how did he get in are they boyfriend girlfriend or are they uh, just lovers it sounds like they're just lovers this comes only <laughs> comes this comes <laughs> only four <laughs> days after uh clem <laughs> pleaded guilty to reckless driving after she was busted on a DUI Bust. charge while driving her golf cart. Her golf cart, yeah, no, it's oh, yeah. Time's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. Well, look, you said I I picked up. I'm very I'm very in tune to these stories, and I picked up a detail like that. You said they have three town squares there. Like, obviously, one of them should be for fucking. I mean, you got all those old people around. What, the, what do you need three town squares for? One of them should be like a a, a sex, you know, a, just a sex location. From what I hear, the STD rate in the villages is astronomical. How many barbershop quartets could perform at the same time, really? So, yeah, the third one just should be used for something else. Thank you. Uh, I mean, they're not they're not playing ultimate frisbee at that age. <laughs> Nick, they break a hip. Nick, do you think you will? Potentially depends if I'm uh, still upright. <laughs> Wait, senior league without Viagra, or are you talking just standing up? I think yeah. I don't think you need Same Viagra time? for ultimate frisbee. You I mean, need Viagra yeah. for anything. Well, if you want to catch it on your your wang, then yeah. I don't know if you know <laughs> what Viagra is for. Tom. Wait, do they use like the the open frisbee, right? The the fucking no, the whammo? No. Yeah. The whammo. So it's like a really far ring toss. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. You could do that. You know, one guy stand with yeah. Oh, yeah, one. Listen, I listen, I think we found a sport that we could <laughs> we need to do. We need to market this sport. The, the Viagra Viagra ring toss. Well, it's sponsored by Viagra, <laughs> first off. Yeah. <laughs> you don't necessarily need to. You just need to get it up. That's it. I, I could just involved. imagine in a couple of years we're going to be reading a story about Tom getting arrested <laughs> because he and he, he and Lauren went to the the park and played this ring toss game. It's a great idea. And it's gonna it's say and everybody it's gonna catch on. I'm telling you, they're gonna have like posts with just a penis on it, and you have to try and fucking get the whammo on it. Your wife's on my whammo. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us this week. 
Don't forget to uh, follow us on the Twitter at friends underscore rivals, uh, Facebook, YouTube, friends and rivals podcast. Uh, when you're looking for our podcast, don't forget to turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the friends and rivals podcast. Billy, say something, Woody. Going back to what we were talking about at the start of the show, I thought of two Southern markets that were better places for NHL teams, Piggly Wiggly and Publix. Ooh. <laughs> Supermarkets, let's get it. I thought he said witty, not shitty. <laughs> that was um... markets, markets, but not like a not like a TV market, like a supermarket. No, no, no. Oh, Jesus Christ, just shut up and sing us out. Oh, my friends and rivals, flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck off. <laughs>